Man, today was another fun show. We got another relationship report card from one of uh, Vanessa's exes. Jordan was his name. Yeah, what the a boy, knob. People hated this guy. <laughs> They're not wrong. No, not at all. Dude sucked. Uh, we also talked HR files. We talked about trying to avoid your taxes. And uh, we met new intern Sando. Or San, Sandro. 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 Yeah, whatever. Call him Sandman. I'm, he's Sandman to me. Right. But I liked him. And we asked him questions about America because he's from Germany, actually. It's all right now and it's all on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. We are building a relationship report card for Vanessa because when we talked to her on Monday, she told us this. Yeah, I go on these dates and after a couple months, it just kind of fizzles out. And I don't know why. We've gotten in touch with some of her ex-boyfriends who are willing to come on the air with us, which is super cool, which Very we appreciate. Because I know it's kind of weird to get a call from us just out of the blue, and it's like, huh? So yesterday, we talked to the first guy. His name was Chris. Here's why he said he stopped talking to Vanessa. For me, I think that she's just not memorable. People did not like him, but today we got the next guy up in line. His name is Jordan. And uh, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on with us. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, so kind of give us a little bit of a background, like how long did you date? How did you meet Vanessa? All those types of things. Well, me and Vanessa dated probably about nine months. Uh, I met her through a friend and, uh, you know, we hung out a little bit, nothing too serious, no labels, anything like that. So no labels after nine months. Nah, I mean, she really, like, if I'm being honest, I'm pretty sure that she considered it like, you know, she was my girlfriend type of thing. But, you know, I never really felt that. Okay. Okay. So did you have, yeah. and, and Jordan, obviously we need full honesty here. Did you have other oh, yeah. girls while you were talking to Vanessa? I mean, there were a couple here and there, you know. I All never right. just talked to one girl. Okay. Okay. Well, we're getting yeah. to the bottom of this one. <laughs> okay. Now, did she? Did you got? Did you meet her family or anything like that? Did we get to that level? I guess yeah, she took me to like a uh, a nephew's birthday party. So you know, mom, dad, they were there, stuff like that. I, I, I met a few people. Okay. So after that, you didn't feel like maybe she was taking it a little. Did you ever bring her to meet any of your family? No. No, I, I never bring them to meet the family. You don't okay. do that. You never bring them to meet the family, meaning like any girl you date? No, nah, of course not. I, I don't do that. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. so nine months in, you finally decide uh-huh. to call it off. Why did you decide to, to finally stop? Man, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really not... I'm a nice guy, right? I'm mm-hmm. a nice guy, but... With Vanessa, she was never really hot enough. Does that make sense? Well, I, I mean, it does make sense. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was my reason, man. You know, it's just, I just felt not that there were more fish in the sea, but, you know, a better fish. Ooh. A better fish. Okay. Yeah. Not going to lie to you, dude. That's a, that's a, I, I, did you have the beep word ready? Yeah, go ahead. That's a <laughs> answer. <laughs> oh, I'm just being honest, bro. Like that's just that's just what I feel. Yeah, and how did you break it up? Like, how did you break up with her? Dude, text message. Oh, oh after nine man. months, nine months. Yeah, t- just you know, just to kind of soften the blow. Like we don't have to do the whole like awkward back and forth conversation. They cry stuff like that. So you know, quick text. Good to go. 
Dude, nine months in, you owe at least a phone call. A phone call at still the bad. bare minimum. I really, I, I don't, I don't think so. I just feel like that makes it worse. For who? Both parties. Uh, my heart is breaking for Vanessa right yeah. now. Nine. Hey, all right. Have you have you talked to her since the breakup at all? Uh no, no. I block them from all platforms. Pretty much ghost all together after the the text. Jeez, justice is swift with you, isn't it? (laughs) Well, no, I would never do this, but I always said if you break up with somebody, I'm not going to be friends. I wasn't friends before we met. I'm not going to be friends now. That that was always my rule. Yeah, but I wasn't this bad. This is this is cold blooded. This is assassin like. Okay. Well, are you dating someone now? Like I said, I always keep a few. <laughs> this, oh this dude is ludicrous. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know what, Jordan? We do appreciate you being on with us. We appreciate your brutal honesty. Mm. Oh, yeah. So if you were to able to tell Vanessa one thing in her relationship report card, what would it be? Oh, a bad idea. <laughs> I would say you're a sweet girl. Uh, it's obvious that you're a kind person. Just, you know, work on yourself. Oh, you could have just left it at the first two. We could. I thought we were actually going to land that one okay. Oh, man. We uh, appreciate you being on the air with us. I don't. And help us. I'm just trying to be nice. And helping us build Vanessa's relationship report card. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Kelly and Wood. All right, it's time to play the game that is sweeping the nation. How many drinks have you had? Mm-hmm. Wood interviewed someone at the Crap Beer Tour this past weekend. And Brian Riley, you and I will try and figure out how many drinks they've had, okay? Okay. Based on a very short interview given by Wood here. That's right. I think I messed something up. Hold on a second. want to make sure you get to know the person. Now, Brian Riley, you have been phenomenal at this game so far. Thank you. God has blessed you with a gift. It's a quite worthless (laughs) gift, but good for you. All right, here we go. Are we ready for the initial interview? Here it is. Hi, hey, what's your name? Jason. Jason, how are we doing tonight? We're doing really good, Wood. Yeah. We're having a great time. We're out at the brewery. We just got back from the craft beer tour. We're hanging out. It's a great time. You're having yourself a good time today, huh? <laughs> I think so. Well, it doesn't look like it. We're sawing right by uh, barrels of uh, beer, I think. That, that looks like beer to me, so I will, I, you know, I'll agree with you on that one. Everyone loves Beaver Island, right? Uh, of course. Now, let me ask you a question. What is the craziest night of your life you've had drinking? Last Friday night in Vegas. Wow. So, like, literally like a week ago. Yeah. Le- well, le- well, a week in one day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. What happened? <laughs> what, we, ha- uh, yeah. what, what happens in Vegas stays in, baby. Well, yeah, but, we, you know, we, if you need to protect yourself, we can bleep something if, you know, you're... Bre- Did you break a law? N- no laws broken. Oh, then we're fine. Too Oh! Is he serious about that? I beat that one for you. Make sure you're on the clear on that. <laughs> no, we, not the, uh, that's all a joke. Uh, oh, too late. Yeah, right, right. We too late, he said it. For six hours and walked out of there with a lot of money. So you won big? Well, till the next day. That's what happens, you know? You, you got to ride the highs and the lows. Vegas, baby. That's right. All right. When did you start drinking today? Not till three. Oh, so you're a late bloomer, huh? Yeah. That's all right. What, what, what's our end date here? Like, when are we stopping drinking? 15 minutes from now. Oh, so you're going to shut it down early? Probably. Go watch the movies with my kids. Okay, well, that's good. How many drinks have you had today? All right. So there we go. Boy, he's got a very calm demeanor, but he could be one of those guys who's just a pro, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, and, 
All right, uh, I'll go first, Brian Riley. Okay. If I had to guess how many drinks this gentleman had had, mm-hmm. ah, boy, I don't know. The Vegas story kind of threw me a bit, especially the part that I had to bleep there. Yeah. I'm going to say he is five drinks in. I'm going to say he, because he, he just sounds way too calm. He's going to go watch a movie with the kids later. He's not going to want to fall asleep watching a movie with the kids. So I'm going to say five drinks for our gentleman here. Locked in. Brian Riley, how many drinks has our gentleman had? Was he a big guy? Was he tall? Yeah, maybe a little taller than me. I think I actually met this dude okay. at the after party at Beaver Island. Well, you're doing the quick mix. So. A little right. taller than you. Responsible didn't start till three. Mm-hmm. Post party went till seven. Has children. Has children. So four hours of drinking, roughly. I'm gonna say he had eight. Oh, okay. okay. Four well. hours. Four hours solid. Plus you have maybe two at Beaver Island. That's true. He just sounds so calm. That's the thing. And normally people can't resist the quick mix. You know, they're, they're just hyped. He was the, he was <laughs> tapping his foot because you could hear in the background. He was like, "Yeah, I got to keep dancing." All right, let's see. Are you ready for the answer? So I'm at five. Brian Riley's at eight. Yes. Here we go. How many drinks have you had today? Eight. Oh, eight. Oh. And you're ready to shut it down. My brother in Christ. <laughs> I'm ready to shut it down. <laughs> you have a look in your eye like you ain't about to shut it down. Uh, we'll, we'll go home watch a movie. We'll see what happens. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I wish I would have heard the brother in Christ part. I would have upped mine a little bit. <laughs> man, Brian, you hit the bullseye on that one. He's going to go home and have a... He probably had a couple beers while he's watching the movie. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go see what else is happening tonight. <laughs> you know, if this radio thing doesn't work out, there's a f- county fair somewhere with your name <laughs> on it. And this game where you could just make a mint. (laughs) Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yes, it is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes, that's where we have 911 getting a phone call. They say, hey, you guys need to hurry up. There's smoke coming out of the kitchen and there is a fire in the bowling alley. That's right. So, of course, 911 instantly dispatches fire and police to the scene. When they arrive, they find nothing wrong. There's no fire. There's nothing going on. People are just knocking down pins, having themselves a time. 30 minutes later, authorities get another 911 call from the same number saying, hey, there's a shooting over here. There's a man shot in the leg and bleeding. You guys need to get here right away. As you can imagine, 911 once again responded right away. When first responders got to the scene, they found nothing. Bub kiss. But they did notice that there was a man nearby on a bench laughing hysterically to himself. Dead giveaway. That was, of course, 58 year old Anthony Matranga. Now, when they went over to Mentranga and started talking to him, they said, well, well, hey, what's going on over here? He said, nothing. Don't bother me. I'm not doing anything. Well, one of the officers pulled out his phone and called the number that had been calling 911. <laughs> and wouldn't you guess, the cell phone in Matranga's pocket started to ring. Well, officers quickly deduced everything, put him in handcuffs, and that's when the trouble started. They put him in the back of the cop car, and he said, all right, I know where all of you are, and I'll get every single one of you. That's a good idea to threaten the police. Right. In the back of a cop car in handcuffs. So, Ventranga decided to fight back. He started kicking everything inside the uh, car. He also then went fight or flight and toozied all over himself. (laughs) 
He then yanked off his shorts and continued jumping around the back seat of the car, as you can guess, creating an entire mess. Well, when officers were still completing his paperwork, decided, all right, we're going to go ahead and take him to jail. Matranga continued kicking the cruiser's doors and windows, causing the door frames to bend. Dang. He's got some strength. When they got him to jail, they pulled him out, obviously covered in his own mess. He tried to kick one of the officers in the old beanbag. He was quickly taken to the ground by, I assure, probably the <laughs> officer with the lowest seniority. He then said he needed medical attention. When they took him over there, he then kicked a what a sharps container off the wall and continued to try kicking everyone else. They finally got him locked down. He did, by the way, have high blood pressure. That was it. <laughs> no drugs or alcohol? And was taken to jail. No. Dang. He, boy, and he's just kicking, bending door frames? He's not even on drugs or anything? Nah. Well, covered in your own mess. I imagine that would add it. <laughs> even that? Like, how do you do that completely sober? Hey, man. All right. Well, let's give this guy a score. Come on. I'm going to say prank calling 911 is trashy. Yes. Super trashy. I'm going to give that 200 points. I don't have no patience for that. I remember. I, can I be on the trust tree for a moment? Oh, boy. Are we going to have to throw you a few points today? I played on a soccer team. Mm-hmm. We were called the Munchkins. I was like maybe first, second grade. Okay. We had a pizza party. It was at a local pizza hut. Mm-hmm. And we all thought, you know what would be cool? Let's call 911 from the payphone there by the bathrooms. Right. So we did. And as soon as they picked up, we got too scared and hung up. Well, good. Cops showed up like 15 minutes later. I was full on convinced I was going to jail. I wish you would have cracked you with a billy club. We got a quick talking to you about not calling 911. It's not funny. Right. And then we went back to eating pizza. Did you ever do it again? No, I didn't. Yeah, see, they'll, they'll teach you, man. Yeah, well, hey, when Ash Cop shows up and he's like, hey, who called 911? Uh, right. And all the other munchkins look at me. Guys <laughs> are messed up. They sang like a canary, didn't they? <laughs> didn't even ask. He didn't stand a chance. <laughs> That's uh, not about me. No, it's not. But I'm going to throw you a few points. Uh, all right. And then we have, I, I don't know, it's not trashy to have the phone that you were making the calls with in your pocket still. It is funny, though. It's pretty trashy, man. Find a pay phone like all I did. Right. So I'll give 150 points for that. Um, and then we got, uh, he was arrested. That's 75. But then we have to say, we got to address the uh, elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Pooping in the back of a cop car. That's disgusting. It's, nah, that's trashy. I'm going to give that 225 points. That's Good call. That's a big single score right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and, then, and then just going to the hospital. They took him to the hospital and he started kicking things well, off the wall? It said that they took him in for a evaluation, so I don't know if it was the hospital or just like All in right. the room. Well, then continuing to kick everything off the wall is just trashy, man. Just big stop. You've, been, you've got got. You're done. Yeah, somebody's going to have to rehang that. 175 points for doing that. I already gave him 75 for being arrested. When the police have to take you in for an evaluation, that's trashy. Pretty trashy. I'm going to give that 125 points. He did threaten the cop car, our police officers in the back of a cop car. That's right. He did do that. What did you say, 150 points on that? Sure. All right. What, I wasn't expecting this this morning. Oh, my. I didn't even have. I didn't even cue the intern house band yet. Get them ready. But sometimes it's a surprise to all of us when we crack 1,000. And when we do, it's a celebration. Hit it. Hit it, boys. I've been there a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cat and Joe. How are you clapping that off beat? Keep it happening for Cat and Joe. I've been there a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cat and Joe. Whenever we crack a thousand points in the, in the trash flash, it Woo! is a celebration, and boy, did we do it today! Today, our gentleman who let himself go in the back of a cop car 
earns himself a whopping 1,100 points. Trashy. Kelly and Woods Small Town Salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Erhard, Minnesota, population 132. Just a short jaunt down the road from Erhard, you can visit a popular tourist destination, the world's largest prairie chicken. And that's why Mayor Janelle Grunwald in Erhard, Minnesota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Anybody who's swam in a lake that has a little bit of, you know, too many weeds in it has probably come out with a leech on their skin. It just happens. Ugh. Take your fingernail, rip it off, and we'll go on about your day, right? That Seriously? Is- yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Shut it down for the whole day because you had a leech on you? You big... Don't you have to get a rabies shot or something? Dude, have you ever been in nature? No, I'm not going in a lake with leeches. A rabies Gross. shot? Yeah. What is wrong with you? You fish with leeches. Oh, what's wrong with me? I don't have I don't have rabies. Sorry. <laughs> Neither do I. If anything, I think a leech would suck it out of you. What year are you living in? The 1200s? <laughs> I, I did just watch a Grey's Anatomy episode where they put leeches on this guy's nose yeah. to suck blood out of a certain spot. So they Oh, if it's on Grey's Anatomy, that's got to be true. Leeches are still used in uh, in health, uh, in uh, med- medical treatments. <laughs> Not in this country, friend. <laughs> yes, they are. Now you can't believe could it. You, could you Google that for me, Brian Riley, while I tell the rest of yep, this story? I got you. Maybe in like China or something. Look, Google, are, are leeches still used in medical treatments? Because I believe that they are for certain things. Western medicine, please. Well, yes, Western medicine. Yeah. All right. Now. Do I use it with my crystal? Can I tell you about this leech, though, called the Amazon leech? The Amazon leech is 18 inches long, and it can suck up to 10 po- or ten times its own body weight and blood out of you, which would almost kill you. It's Gross. the only leech that can almost kill you because it can take so much blood out of your body. So if you ever get an Amazon leech on you, yeah, you might want to get that thing off immediately. The most deadly leech in the world, or the most dangerous leech in the world, though, is called the T-Rex leech. It uses its teeth to saw into your tissues. So it like gets, like its teeth, you, you could rip it off of you, and its teeth keep sawing into your body. Mm. These things Ugh. exist on planet Earth, dude. Can you believe that? People are texting in. Sarah and Alicia both texted in. Leeches and maggots are used here. They're great for medical treatment. No. All right, Brian Riley, what did you discover no. in your Google searches? Uh, we do rely on them uh, because it helps save limbs and helps with blood. Yep. It, that's right. It, it, it helps the blood start to flow when they do it like a, a arm transplant or something. It helps. You put a leech on there. It helps blood flow to that area of the body. That's right. I knew I was right. Uh, Brenda texted in. For real plastic. Plastic surgeons use leeches to bring back blood flow to certain body parts. Yeah. Yep. So we still use leeches in 2023. We don't have anything else. We don't have like a, a procedure or I'm a sure laser. You, I'm sure what if it were up to you, you'd just pop a pill instead of using <laughs> something that God gave us that just seems to work. And by the use way, a disgusting bug on you? Yeah. None of these patients ever caught rabies. Right. While it was They're happening. all just fine. Because no, they died eight <laughs> minutes later and we can't even test them for rabies. Walking around with a new arm. I knew that we still use leeches. And honestly, th- these Amazon leeches would probably be better at the whole thing. Slap a big 18-inch leech on that arm and just get yeah. it to go. <laughs> no. Nah. Pretty amazing, man. We're, we're making great strides in prosthetics. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that.
Well, maybe you didn't find this one interesting. Maybe you just threw up your breakfast this morning. Either way, I found this one to be honestly super interesting. Pretty gross. And to hear that we still use leeches today in modern medicine. It's pretty cool, man. It's like we were given everything we needed. We just got to figure out how to use it. No. And I'll have another one for you tomorrow because I find them interesting. Wood clearly didn't. He's offended by it personally. Hey, to my core. <laughs> just, ugh. But guess what? Wood doesn't need to like these because I don't mind standing in the studio and saying out loud. <laughs> Maybe it's a bad Kelly and Wood. All right, it is time to play Win the Intern's Lunch with our brand new intern, Sandro, who he says I keep mispronouncing his name. Yeah, we get that. But <laughs> I'm doing my best. I mean, absolutely no disrespect by that. But I believe we have Catherine on the phone ready to play Win the Intern's Lunch. Hello? Can I play? All right, Catherine. So here's how Win the Intern's Lunch works. We asked our intern, Sandro, some questions. We recorded his responses, and you just have to guess, will he get the answers right or wrong? Got it. All right. The first question we asked him yesterday was, what are the first 10 amendments to the Constitution called? Will he get that right? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to... I don't know. He says he's kind of traveled a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with no. No on that one? All right. Would you know that one, Catherine? Uh Oh, God. It's the Bill of Rights, isn't it? Okay, yeah. You knew it, then. I know, Flex. (laughs) Let's see if Sandro knows it. Here we go. All right, Sandro. What what do we call the first ten amendments of the Constitution? Uh, The law. Hey, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Do we accept that as the correct answer? We can't accept it, but he's not wrong. (laughs) The first ten amendments to the Constitution are known as the Bill of Rights. Oh, my Lord. I should have known that. Get on board, man. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So he did not know that one. Nicely done. Nicely done. Now you just got to get best two out of three, okay? Deal. All right, so we asked Sandro. I, I know I'm just butchering his name, and I feel bad. What? I called him Sandman, so get ready for it. <laughs> I want to call him Sandy, but he said no. Uh, uh, how many original colonies were there? We asked him that. Will he know the answer to that one? No. All right, let's see. All right, Sandro. How many original colonies did America have? See, I have two answers. Uh, either 12... Or something around 30. Okay. Mm. Well, that's a big gap. Or is it, <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, or was it... Fi- no, it wasn't 50-something. I, I the, would say, like... The, the, the American flag is a hint. With the, with the different... Is it the stripes or is it the stars? Because the... This, this, I'd say the stripes. Do you know how many stripes? If you know how many stripes on the American flag, I'm going to give them this one. Yeah. Uh, I'd say 13. What? what? Get him hyped up! Now he got that one right, but I did kind of lead him to the answer. Mm. So he got it right. Yeah. Well, let's let's do one more, okay? I played this. I played this song for Sandra right here because you you guessed that he would get it wrong, but he got it right. But I helped him, so I played this song for Sandra. Will he know the name of that song? No. All right, let's go. This is for all the marvels. This is for Sandro's lunch. All right, Sandro, last one. Okay. Name this song right here. It's a good 
this every night when I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to be American. Uh, so this does not sound to me like the anthem of the United States, is it? No, nope. it's not. not. No, it's not. Um, I can give you a hint here. It's right. like the presidential theme song. Like when the president shows up somewhere, a band pops right. up and that, that, that bad boy plays. So should I name artist and, uh, and title? No. Or? no, I don't think we need an artist. No, it's mm. been performed by many bands. Yeah. <laughs> artist right. unknown. Has, has it a specific title, though? Yeah. Yes. Gosh. Uh, president's Entrance Song. <laughs> Close. <laughs> yeah. Close. It's actually called Hail to the Chief. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> All right. Hey. Nice work, Catherine. You got it. And nice work to Sandro. Yeah. For knowing some things, at least, about this great land of ours. Welcome to the team, buddy. But he is going to go hungry today because, Catherine, you won the intern's lunch. Woo! Here's what's next with Kelly and Wood. All right. That was a lot of fun. I like him. Mm-hmm. He's a good kid. Uh, we have the HR files literally right now. We're going to be joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. Okay. And it's a question about the IRS. With Kelly and Wood in the morning. I think my boss is being shady. That's what we have up today in the HR files as we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. Now, this time of year, it's a very popular question about taxes and whatnot. Well, we have a couple people. I want to keep all their information out of it here. Is they believe that this is separate businesses here, all right? That their bosses could be doing some kind of hinky stuff with the taxes and whether or not they could turn them in. Could we end up maybe getting a little money kicked back towards mm-hmm. us? A little taste. Almost a whistleblower fee. I don't, like, the only thing I know of that you can, like, turn people in for, like, a bonus now is, like, piracy. Like, if you see, like, Microsoft or, like, other softwares, they'll have, like, hey, if you believe your employer is stealing software, you can turn them in and get a bonus. Or if you know someone that's pirating software, you can get a bonus. Taxes, I don't know. You could get, like, I know of people on an individual basis that their family business was skirting the IRS. Yeah. It was a husband, wife, and a brother. Okay. The wife divorces the husband, turns him into the IRS, the the brothers. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're running a business. She profited just as much as the other two did, but got immunity for turning them in. Oh, I mean, they went to they went to prison, not jail, prison. Now, someone just texted it in in with a link to the IRS website. So this is IRS.gov. Okay. It says here, in general, the IRS will pay an award of at least 15%, but not more than 30% of the proceeds collected based on the information submitted by the whistleblower. Get Whoa. that money, man. Dude, Get that, that money. Be a decent chunk yeah. if it's a company. If it's it, yeah, I mean if it's a lot and you're willing to, you know, hey, Uncle Sam Let's get you some extra skrill wow. in that bank account. I guess, hey, if you want to get the money, get the money. Jeez. That seems just, well, that seems like some dystopian, you know, we're all turning each other in. And get I didn't even know that. Man. So maybe the one, the story I just told you about, she might have gotten a little bit extra cash. She probably made more than they did. And she, and and she, she walked. Got, and she benefited. Man. man. That's a cold. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Well, and that's the old, you know, hey, you better start talking before they start talking. Somebody, I got one deal to give, Somebody's going to get a better deal, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Jeez. So, as employees, we just have to kind of assume that our boss man's doing the right job. But if we got dirt, get paid. Yeah, I guess if you start seeing weird things, like, you know, every once in a while we'll get something that's like, a payment gets, like, it's due on the first, gets sent on the second. Late notice, whatever. But if you're starting to see things like... 
they the company owes four hundred thousand dollars in federal tax or something crazy like yeah. then it's probably too late if you start but i mean it no nah, i don't man. know what's would, 15 of four hundred thousand? that's like 90 grand yeah. but they say no more than 30 no more than 30 grand 30 percent of the proceeds collected yeah, is that what it said? Like, so I bet you it's like one of those things. Like I had a friend of mine who didn't pay his taxes. Yeah. He had an, a moron he worked with who convinced him that mm. the, the the taxes were a scam and he had a way around it. Oh, right. Now, this guy didn't pay taxes for four years. Jeez. So my idiot friend was like, oh, this is a great idea. Started doing the same thing. Well, guess what? Government came calling. Yeah, right. But he ended he at when they first came, he owed like forty something thousand dollars. Holy cow. Because of taxes, penalties, penalties, yep, late yep. fees. Well, guess what? He went to like one of those, you know, call us. He only had to pay like six hundred bucks or something. Yeah, so I'm say. assuming that's why they say thirty percent of collection. Because yeah, somebody might be in the hole for a hundred, but if they only collect a thousand, yeah, you know, yeah, still three hundred yeah. bucks, but I said it before. I, I keep calling him a moron, but then <laughs> he stirred down a forty grand, grand check. He kind of won, actually. Well, I, he wrecked his his credit and everything. And then what but. you pay for a term, whatever you had to pay the company, cheaper than forty grand, probably. Hey, if you're yeah. not going to be buying a house or a car or yeah. whatever for a while, I don't but. think he could buy anything for yeah, a while. There, uh, I got to buy him gum. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, all right. I think we actually got to the bottom of this one today for like the first time ever in the HR file. And, and shout the, out to the texture there. And yeah. if the IRS is listening, we love. Love paying our taxes. Yep. No reason to look into any of us. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing else to say there. All right. Thank you, Brian Zenzen. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yes, it is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes. That's where we have 911 getting a phone call. They say, hey, you guys need to hurry up. There's smoke coming out of the kitchen, and there is a fire in the bowling alley. That's bad news. That's right. So, of course, 911 instantly dispatches fire and police to the scene. When they arrive, they find nothing wrong. There's no fire. There's nothing going on. People are just knocking down pins, having themselves a time. 30 minutes later, authorities get another 911 call from the same number saying, hey, there's a shooting over here. There's a man shot in the leg and bleeding. You guys need to get here right away. As you can imagine, 911 once again responded right away. When first responders got to the scene, they found nothing. Bub kiss. But they did notice that there was a man nearby on a bench laughing hysterically to himself. Dead giveaway. That was, of course, 58-year-old Anthony Matranga. Now, when they went over to Mentranga and started talking to him, they said, well, well, hey, what's going on over here? He said, nothing. Don't bother me. I'm not doing anything. Well, one of the officers pulled out his phone and called the number that had been calling 911. <laughs> and wouldn't you guess, the cell phone in Matranga's pocket started to ring. Well, officers quickly deduced everything, put him in handcuffs, and that's when the trouble started. They put him in the back of the cop car, and he said, all right, I know where all of you are, and I'll get every single one of you. That's a good idea to threaten the police. Right. In the back of a cop car in handcuffs. So, Ventranga decided to fight back. He started kicking everything inside the uh, car. He also then went fight or flight and toozied all over himself. 
He then yanked off his shorts and continued jumping around the back seat of the car, as you can guess, creating an entire mess. Well, when officers were still completing his paperwork, decided, all right, we're going to go ahead and take him to jail. Matranga continued kicking the cruiser's doors and windows, causing the door frames to bend. Dang. Got some strength. When they got him to jail, they pulled him out, obviously covered in his own mess. He tried to kick one of the officers in the old bean bag. He was quickly taken to the ground by, I assure, probably the <laughs> officer with the lowest seniority. He then said he needed medical attention. When they took him over there, he then kicked a what a sharps container off the wall and continued to try kicking everyone else. They finally got him locked down. He did, by the way, have high blood pressure. That was it. <laughs> no drugs or alcohol? And was taken to jail. No. Dang. He, boy, and he just kicking, bending door frames? He's not even on drugs or anything? No. Nah. Well, covered in your own mess. I imagine <laughs> that would add it. Even that? Like, how do you do that completely sober? Hey, man. All right. Well, let's get this guy a score. Come on. I'm going to say prank calling 911 is trashy. Yes. Super trashy. I'm going to give that 200 points. I don't have no patience for that. I remember. I Can I be on the trust tree for a moment? Oh, boy. Are we going to have to throw you a few points today? I played on a soccer team. Mm-hmm. We were called the Munchkins. This was, I was like maybe first, second grade. Okay. We had a pizza party. It was at a local pizza hut. Mm-hmm. And we all thought, you know what would be cool? Let's call 911 from the payphone there by the bathrooms. Right. So we did. And as soon as they picked up, we got too scared and hung up. Well, go ahead. Cop showed up like 15 minutes later. I was full on convinced I was going to jail. I wish you would have cracked you with a billy club. We got a quick talking to about not calling 911. It's not funny. Right. And then we went back to eating pizza. Did you ever do it again? No, I didn't. Yeah, see, they'll, they'll teach you, man. Yeah, well, hey, when that cop shows up and he's like, hey, who called 911? Uh, right. And all the other munchkins look at me. Guys <laughs> are messed up. They sang like a canary, didn't they? <laughs> didn't even ask. He didn't stand a chance. <laughs> That's right. not about me. No, it's not. But I'm going to throw you a few points. Uh, all right. And then we have, I, I don't know, it's not trashy to have the phone that you were making the calls with in your pocket still. It is funny, though. It's pretty trashy, man. Find a pay phone like I all did. Right. So I'll give 150 points for that. Um, and then we got, uh, he was arrested. That's 75. But then we have to say, we got to address the uh, elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Pooping in the back of a cop car. That's disgusting. It's, nah, that's trashy. I'm going to give that 225 points. That's Good call. That's a big single score right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and, then, and then just going to the hospital. They took him to the hospital and he started kicking things well, off the wall? It said that they took him in for a evaluation, so I don't know if it was the hospital or just like All in right. the room. Well, then continuing to kick everything off the wall is just trashy, man. Just big stop. You've, been, you've got got. You're done. Yeah, somebody's got to rehang that. 175 points for doing that. I already gave him 75 for being arrested. When the police have to take you in for an evaluation, that's trashy. Pretty trashy. I'm going to give that 125 points. He did threaten the cop car, our police officers in the back of a cop car. That's right. He did do that. What did you say? 150 points on that? Sure. All right. What? I wasn't expecting this this morning. Oh, my. I didn't even have. I didn't even cue the intern house band yet. Get them ready. But sometimes it's a surprise to all of us when we crack 1,000. And when we do, it's a celebration. Hit hey! it. Hit it, boys. In the trash flash, it is a celebration, and boy, did we do it today. Today, 
our gentleman who let himself go in the back of a cop car earns himself a whopping 1,100 points. Trashy. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track, our first break from 5.40 in the morning. I know that we started talking about ice dams and it led some weird wear after that. Yeah, it kind of went all over the place. Yeah. Then we started talking about... Uh, what, creepy songs. Uh, creepy songs. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? <laughs> then we talked about Alcatraz. Yeah. We well, bounced around a lot this we morning. We sure did, my brother. And you will get to hear all the hot mess right now in our first break of the day. It's our bonus track, and we tack it on at the end of the podcast. Kelly and Wood. I'll try and make this work. It was still good, though. In this room, laughs are never a problem, so check out the hook while these boys revolve them. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't practice beforehand, you know? Why would you? When you hear it, it's coming out the dome for the first time. Why would you? I don't know. Yeah. But here we are, man. Ready to do it. What? I got a concern, man. Ice dams. It kept me awake last night. Because I saw my roof, and I'm like, I think I got ice dams. So I go to my local hardware store to okay. buy those little salty hockey puck looking things. For first, what is an ice dam? An ice dam is when the ice builds up at the bottom of your roof, and then as water melts, the ice, the dam doesn't let the water escape, so it goes back up under your roof and refreezes. Destroys your roof. Oh, I got one of those going so, right now. And you don't even care. You just, you just keep you? gripping it. Because it can destroy your roof. Hey. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the local hardware store. I'm going to get to them salty hockey pucks and throw them up on the roof. Problem solved. I can't find them anywhere. Oh, I've got a I've got a whole bucket of those in my house. You better start using them. Wow. Why aren't you using them? Somebody told me they were bad to throw up on your roof. Why? I don't know. Your roof goes through hell and high water all summer and all winter. Yeah, here it's, you are worrying about a little bitty thing of water. No, I stand. So I'm going to have to do my old school uh, remedy for this, which I remember my dad doing this. You fill up a, a pantyhose with salt. Like the salt that you put out and you throw it up on your roof because you got to create channels for the water to come out. That's the whole point of this whole thing. Mm. If you create a channel for the water to come out, then you don't get ice dam. It kept me awake last night, dude. I woke up at 2 a.m. worried about ice dams. Only you. (laughs) Only you. Honest to God, couldn't go back to sleep because I was like, what am I going to do? I want to sell this house and get out of this horrible neighborhood I live in. Me, on the other hand, see that and go, huh. Man, I can't wait to lay down. <laughs> Walk right on by. That's extra insulation on the roof right there. You know, it'll all get figured out on its own. I, no. I don't know. It's just, we've had like the, we, I mean, we've obviously had a ton of snow this winter, more than normal. Mm-hmm. We still have, for all intents and purposes, two months of winter left. Possibly. Right. Even though in March, dude, you can start hoping for them 40s. Right. The, like if, you know me, I like, I don't even do it on the air anymore, but I, I love checking the record high and lows for the day. I just find it so interesting. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to get back into when the record highs for, for January were in the 50s. So, like, what I'm saying is... You never know. We can, Yeah, I mean, we've had a pretty mild winter as far as temperatures go. The snow has been a beast. Yeah. But the temperatures... So, anyway, that all aside, I'm just like, I, I love to check the high and low temperatures. I love to do all this kind of stuff. But I am concerned about ice dams. Okay. Well, I, why don't you come on over? I'll give you some of my little ice pucks. Bring them to work tomorrow. Nah. I don't want to come over. Just, nah. give, just bring them to work tomorrow. You know just put them in a little satchel and bring them to work. If you can't come to my house, <laughs> you're not getting Your house is in the opposite direction. I already have almost an hour drive home. I go to your house, I add 20 minutes to the drive. Not my problem. <laughs> now I get an hour. <laughs> not my problem. I just, I'm like, oh, great. I need to get new windows on this house. No, I'm going to need a roof this summer. It's mm-hmm. just, ah. Owning a home is not all it's cracked up to be. It's great, though. Because, hey, that's your plot of land. That's your kingdom. Not really. 
Oh, that is your fiefdom. The city own the city owns it. That's why I got to pay them taxes on it. The hell they do. I don't know. What rights do I have? I they I can't just do whatever I want in the front lawn. Why not? You I, passed I, out there. Right. But that was I got I got out of there before the proper authorities came by. <laughs> Had I spent the night out in my lawn, I'm pretty sure the police would have come by. No, I'm pretty sure they can't arrest you for that. I, public intoxication? It's not public. It's a, you're on your yard. Where does the public begin then? If I, I was in the street, I bet they could arrest right, me. Because right? what, what is it? Like, if you have a sidewalk, it's everything past the sidewalk is belongs to the city, right? I don't like know. Like that little strip of grass. This is my understanding. This may be a good question for Mike Bryant. Right. I believe that strip of grass on the other side of the sidewalk belongs to the city. So I can't fall asleep in that grass, but I can fall asleep in mine. Right. Like, I think if you passed out on the sidewalk, that's a problem. If you pass out in your front yard, that's America. See, but the, here's the thing. You know that I I live in. Let's just be honest. I live in a super trashy neighborhood. It's just it's not as nearly as bad as you paint it out. To it's me. worse. You don't live there. You, Only if you look in like certain directions. <laughs> like, Other directions, it's gorgeous. Like north, south, east, west. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so I I have a lot of neighbors who have three busted down cars sitting in their driveway. Now the city, if I called the city, which I won't do on them because hey, you know who knows what they're going through over there. Mm-hmm. But if I did, the city could come by and say, "Hey, you need to get these cars out of here." You, like you can't have just busted up cars sitting in your driveway indefinitely. There is well, that's like a city ordinance, right? So there are certain rules that protect you because, like, when you had that person who just threw that mattress out in their front yard, <laughs> right? I forgot you know, that. that like ruined ninety days of my year last year because you just drove by instead of doing anything about it. And then I did call the city. I, th- that I called the city on, man. Mm-hmm. But you saw it, right? Like that was that was city worthy. It was <laughs> interesting. It was at least twenty five points every drive you drove by. <laughs> the funny thing is, who throws a mattress out in their front yard and then just leaves it there through the rain and the everything else? trash and like like oh we'll put this out here in case somebody wants a free mattress is essentially what they were doing one who's going to pick up a free mattress right and two once it rained it was over they take it to the dump now i have taken my fair share of free furniture in my day me me too especially as a bachelor you know when you're living with a couple other fellas it is a cornucopia an eclectic living room but why not i ain't ever Grabbing a mattress. No, that's got to be first run. Because it's against the law to even resell a mattress, right? It should be. It's like a biohazard. I'm like 95% sure it's against the law to resell a mattress. And Possibly. we are right. A couple people have been texting in like, yes, you are right about the yard and the, your sidewalk and everything. So we've kind of gotten that figured out. But I'm pretty sure it's against the law to sell a mattress. It should be. Because I think it's bed bugs. It should be punishable by... 90 days in jail. Because I don't think you can see bed bugs. No. Well, plus, dude. All right, I'm not going to go too deep into this topic. Because you don't want to be buying somebody else's mattress? No, I don't want to be gross. Oh, yeah. I don't, do I don't want to be gross. But we need a new mattress right now. And I'm just, I'm like, oh, man, the, the people who have to haul this mattress out of here. Like, our mattress is like 10 years old. Yeah. And I'm just like, ooh, that's a tough job. Like, I don't want to be home when they come take the old mattress away. Like, that's how embarrassed I am. I remember when we got rid of my mattress back when I was... A big boy. Yes. I had created, there's really no other word for it than a cavern in the mattress. Yes. Like the springs had compressed so much. Yeah, they didn't, that steel didn't stand a chance against 500 pounds. When my wife came over to give me a kiss goodnight, she had to be careful <laughs> not to fall into the ravine. She had to walk the razor's edge. Because we'd both be stuck. And when like you took the sheets off... There, there, honest to God, was like a, a humongous, like, ever jumped in there one time. I was, like, driving his car. I was like, all right, <laughs> get out of there. And uh, that was a little bit of a, but, it, hey, 
Shout out to that guy who was there because he says, no, man, I've seen worse. I don't like, know, man. Hey, watch yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it's it's like when you hear like when you hear about the and if you ever order something through the mail, I believe by law they have to give you a ninety day money back guarantee. I think that's like a law for anything you order through the mail. Really? So like you hear these mattress commercials and it's like order through mail, ninety ninety day money back guarantee. I'm like, mm-hmm. gross. Like what do they do with that mattress that you oh. can do a lot of damage to a mattress in ninety days? They destroy that. There there there's no way they're throwing that bad boy back on the shelf. I don't know, man. Do they donate maybe they donate them to homeless shelters or something like that. Have you seen those mattresses that do come in the mail that you like pull out and it like unrolls and then it like in like yeah, the cast of a better word, inflates? I think Casper is one of those brands. It's like a purple one purple, or something. Yeah. People swear by them though. They say they work well. I can't imagine. I tell you what I couldn't do though. I couldn't do the memory foam back when I was a big boy. Too hot. Not only that, I just, I sunk in too far. And it was like, you remember, like, if you'd get, like, those, remember that green stuff your mom would put, like, the fake flowers in? Yeah. I I felt like that when I slept in. I couldn't get out. I was like a turtle on its back. That foam had some bad memories, man. Oh, you ain't lying. Even when I went to, like, the store and just, like, tested it out and just laid there for, like, three minutes, I was like, hey, (laughs) you got a rope? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody can, and then they, like, pulled me out. I was like, (laughs) The guy selling mattresses is like, hey, you break it, you bought it. Hey, hey, fella, <laughs> fella, give me a little wiggle there, you know, and poor people coming in minutes afterwards are still checking that out. But some people really like that memory foam stuff. I don't. I, I we, we have like a four-inch memory foam on a, I don't even know what the heck it is. Yeah. I know it's time for a new mattress. It's crazy how much technology goes into mattresses now. It's crazy how expensive they are. Wow, yeah. They're all expensive. Yeah. Well, either way. But hey, I finally got my sleep number remote, so I'm back sleeping on an actual (laughs) thing of air instead of a hammock. (laughs) People ask me where I got that Year of Our Lord thing from. Yes. It's actually from King of the Hill. Bill Dotrieve said it one time, and I always thought it was so funny. I've heard it other places, too. I, mean, he was uh, t- I doubt he invented it. <laughs> right, but he was giving his birthday. He's like, I was born December 5th, the year of 1865. And I believe that is like a thing. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because I believe you know it goes back to like different years I and just, things like that. I don't want to offend any atheists that might be listening or anything, you know? Because wh- who, who is it? The Mayans are the ones that had their own calendar. That's why everyone thought the world was going to end. In whatever year it was. Dude, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about that. That their calendar, the way that their calendar was, actually was like 2020 is when 2012 was by their calendar. Yeah. And they and everyone's like, that's when the world as we knew it ended. Well, we missed that again. Well, I mean, no, I mean, the, with COVID and everything, people are saying, because doesn't it feel like the world's never been the same since? No. Uh, I, mean, I, I think it's been fine. I, to me, it feels like things have never been the same. I just love how the fact that we, we spent all this time worrying about, hey, the world's going to end, instead of being like, hey, I don't know, maybe Jesus just didn't want to bang out another hundred years in the side of a rock. You know what I mean? I don't he's think Jesus... He's like, hey, guys, I'm at 2,000. I don't want to go any further. And he just you know threw his chisel down and walked off. To me, I don't... that seems a more likely end than the end of the world. I was worried about offending atheists. I'm pretty sure we just offended every Christian listening because I don't think Jesus made the Mayan calendar. No, not like like Jesus or whatever, or Juan or whatever, oh, a well, Mayan then, name then if you will. Jesus. Fine, whatever. Just you know, he's in there just chipping along, and I'm getting. I swear to God, once I get to 2,000, Steve, I'm quitting. <laughs> I always feel like the name because you know my wife, obviously of Mexican descent. See, and I've always thought the name Jesus was like kind of disrespectful in her culture. Now. When I was in Spanish in seventh grade, you had to pick your own 
Spanish name. You picked a name of Spanish descent. And I picked Jesus. Right. I didn't think it was disrespectful. If not, isn't it almost paying homage? I don't know. It's just a big name to live up to. I mean, you're not like David Koresh running around telling everyone that you are the new one. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you. That's name, disrespectful. You name a kid Jesus. He's got a lot to live up to. You are setting a high bar. Right. Because, I mean, you don't want him to turn out to be a, a no good Nick. Let's move on. You should never talk religion with your friends. I'm not talking religion. We're just talking names and the Mayan calendar. <laughs> we're, we're skirting the line. You get so easily twisted yeah. up. Yeah, you're right. I do. How was your evening, man? Uh, very relaxing. Uh, I got all my schoolwork done yesterday, so I'm doing only online classes this semester, which I at first I was worried about because I'm not good with setting a pace and like keeping up on my own of things. Yeah. If you force me to like, get to something, I can knock it out. No mm-hmm. big deal. Hence me coming in here every day, right? Right. Boom. Get to work. I force you to. When I go to class, all right, cool. I'll get to class. I'll do all this stuff. On my own, I was a little worried, but this is great because I can work ahead. Oh, at your own pace. And my professor has like broken down in like four like blocks, and all your stuff has to be due by like this part for the first block. Yeah. And and I have the same professor for two classes. I've gotten all my stuff done for my first blocks. Dang. And I got it done yesterday. So like I don't have anything due until like now like the middle of February, which is good. Right. Because with kids and things like that, you never really know when you're gonna get some free time. Mm-hmm. So like yesterday I got home, kids are still at school, just sat down, busted out a ton of schoolwork. But then when the kids get home, honestly, I was a little fried. Right. And all right, cool. Let's sit down. We're gonna watch the end of Willow. Oh, yeah, because how many episodes is that show? Uh, eight. Okay. And uh, honestly, I'm very surprised at how much I've enjoyed it. Because a lot really? of times, I'll like stuff and the kids won't like it. Like, it's too above them, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. like to sit down and watch The Sopranos with the kids, <laughs> right. they're not picking <laughs> not up what your you're son might like it. Right. <laughs> but this was something where we both were able to kind of lock in and get excited about. And so, the cool thing I've really enjoyed about this Willow is they've been doing a lot of covers of rock st- songs at the end of episodes. Like there was a Soundgarden song, a Metallica song. But uh, last night it had a cover of Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Now I like the song. Yeah. It's uh, the Bruce Springsteen uh, I'm on Fire. Okay. Yeah, this this is the one right here. Oh, it's a good song. And it was like... Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? Now... You hear that line, and it's Bruce Springsteen singing, all right, whatever, great, it's the boss. Uh, yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, you won't hear that. But but if you listen to the lyrics, because it's done by like a female voice, and it was very soft. and Yeah, and the beat is very unassuming. The lyrics started, oh, wait, what's he saying there? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta, I'm going to pull him up here in a second. Here, I'm telling right. you, read those lyrics, and I don't know how else to take this song. All right. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Mm-hmm. Did he go and leave you all alone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a bad desire. Oh, oh, I'm on fire. Tell me now, baby, is he good to you? And can he do the things that I do? I can take you higher. I'm on fire. Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy and dull, and cut a six-inch valley through the middle of my skull. At night, I wake up with a sheet soaking wet and a freight train running through the middle of my head. Only you can cool my desire. The hell are we talking about here? <laughs> the Hey Little Girl Is Your Daddy Home is a bit off-putting. Weird. Yeah, it's very off-putting. But is he talking about a young girl or is he talking about like a woman and calling daddy like her man? Still weird. <laughs> Still weird. 
Because is he like, hey, girl, is your daddy home? Like, is, is daddy home? Still like, weird. I know. I'm really trying to figure out how this cannot be gross. And honestly, like, if you take that that part of it out, like, the rest of it's pretty much just a love song, right? Of You've lost somebody in love. Yeah. Okay, fine. I get it. But the, the that first line just sets it off on a weird tangent that it I does. just can't get off It off. does. It reminds me of the uh, Neil Diamond song, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. <laughs> The first line, the first line is, "Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Please come take my hand. Girl, you'll be a one woman soon. Soon you'll need a man." That's weird. <laughs> That's even worse. That's weird. How come no one was like raising a hand to these guys? Like, hey, this is really bad, guys. Like, even somebody in like the recording room. Like, yeah. hey, uh, it takes a lot of people to put an album out, man. Right. No one, no one stood up and said, "Hey, guys, this is bad." Not a single person in the writing, recording, listening back. <laughs> Maybe we should just change up a few words. There was change up daddy. Just give me <laughs> Hey sweetheart. There's a there's another song I was listening to. Well, like Chuck Berry has a song called Sweet Little 16. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't even, do I even need to read the lyrics on that I don't one. I think we do. I think we just got the whole gist of the song right there. Right out the gate. I just learned the other day I've been watching these uh I hate to bring up Prince again cuz everyone's like why do you talk about Prince so much? You talk about Prince and Elvis more than probably any other human alive. But, even like Prince's kids don't talk about <laughs> Prince as much. But no, but Prince I learned that like he had he he possibly dated two underage girls. Like one was 17. I think his wife Maite was like 16 when they met. There's a lot of that when you go back in, in like rock and roll, you go back at no, Zeppelin. Like Elvis. I mean, look, I love Elvis, but come on, the whole Lisa Marie thing, creepy, man. David Bowie? Wait, what, you know what? What's up with Elvis? What's up with Lisa? Uh, not Lisa Marie, uh, Priscilla Presley. Mm-hmm. What's up with her parents? You know, they were living in Germany at the time, and they were like, yeah, go at 15 years old and stay at Elvis's house. But wasn't there something else with that? Like, her parents were in the military, or her dad was in the military, right? right? Elvis was, like, her dad's driver, I believe. Okay. Because Elvis wasn't, like, in the in the trenches firing guns. Like, he, he was, was a, more of a morale He thing. was a driver, right. He, he was a chauffeur for, you know, highly decorated people. Mm-hmm. I think Priscilla, or I think, yeah, I think Priscilla's dad was one of those people. But I, dude, I'm not sending my young daughter across to stay with Elvis. I'm not. I'm not arguing the fact here, man. But you go back and you look. There was a lot of that stuff in music history that we've just all kind of said, right? Eh, all right. I know. No and one. No one ever wants to talk about it. It's weird. Like you really like Zeppelin. Seriously, Jimmy Page, who's still alive, by the way. Yeah. Like it's not like one of these guys who just died off way back in the day. It's like, all right, well, whatever. Yeah. Jimmy Page is still alive. Yeah. And like they took young girls on tour with them. And you're right. Where are the parents at? Right. It's almost like the parents are like, oh, it's a celebrity. Cool. Go on with them then. No, I don't care what celebrity you are. You showing up to take Murph? Like if Murphy is like 15 and a grown man shows up, I hear him get the Murphy. Yeah. Now nah, you're about to catch hands. That's the only <laughs> thing you're leaving this house with. Do you know that I met Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin? Really? Yeah. Very briefly at South by Southwest down in Austin. We used to do these music shows in the morning with the radio station I was at. And yeah. Robert Plant was there. How was he? Cool. I mean, yeah. we were supposed to leave the celebrities alone, you know, because they don't want, hey, I'm a disc jockey. Right. What's up? <laughs> oh, no. I love your records. <laughs> so I was just, I was like, hey, man, honor to meet you. And that's about all I said. That's okay. Yeah. It was, I met the Dixie, Dixie Chicks there. I, 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 what, they're not called the Dixie Chicks anymore. The Chicks. The Chicks, yeah. Who is the most famous person you have met? I mean, it might be Robert Plant. I don't know, Chuck Norris. I'd go with Robert Plant. Robert Plant, Chuck yeah. Norris. LL Cool J. I don't know. Yeah. My uh, mine's I still think just OJ Simpson. That's Vanilla more infamous Ice? than anything. Yeah. I would say. 
But yeah, I think yeah, probably that. Yeah, I, I would say probably Robert Plant just on a you know. But I mean, Chuck Norris was a big one. Yeah, but I mean, I Chuck Norris. You're right. Chuck Norris is probably more popular. Right. Robert Plant probably more accomplished. No offense to Texas Ranger. <laughs> right. No, I'll give I'll give you that one. I mean, the man did it. have a lot of episodes out there. Yeah. So I wish I could have gotten a picture of him. But we, like I said, we were supposed to. I got a picture with uh, Chuck Norris though. That was neat. Where is it? It's it's on my social media somewhere. I'd have to go back in the annals of social media. But I, I'll tell you that that was one of the most muscular dudes. I, I've like when I when I put I've always said this before. I put my arm like on his shoulder to take a picture with him. It was like grabbing a, a tree branch. Yeah, like it was just rock solid. Do people get autographs anymore? Like if you I doubt meet it. people, do you get autographs? I think the selfies taken over for the autograph. It's quicker to take a selfie anyway. I would think so. I know there's some celebrities out there don't even like taking selfies. Which right. get over yourself. I, I get Aziz Ansari when I met him. He was a jerk. Really, the little yeah. guy from uh, Parks and Rec. And I had him on my radio show. When I was on the hip-hop station, he was doing a stand-up comedy set in Austin, and he was like, dude, I don't take pictures of people. I was like, why? Like, am I steal your soul or what? Yeah. Ron White was the same way. Ron White was funny about it. He's like, I don't take pictures with dudes. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. Fair enough, Ron White. <laughs> Fits his culture there. <laughs> All right. Should we do something? I feel like now I'm just sounding like a douche. No. Oh, I met this person. Well, this they part. were mean to you. It's not like I was hanging out with them. I literally just met them for a second. Yeah. Let's move on. Come History? On. Speaking of someone who was one of the most infamous people of all time, on this day in 1947... Talk about excitement at the county jail. It's finally come to pass, and here's the proof. Mr. Alphonse Capone, alias Mr. Al Brown, alias the Big Shot, has met the enemy and he is there. On his way to the Dearborn Street Station with an escort that to do credit to a sultan. On this day in 1947, Al Capone died. In jail. Of syphilis, yeah. Of yeah. an STD, if you can believe that. And remember, the me. FBI never got him. Right. CIA, none of those. The only person who were able to get him was the IRS. Right. Well, think about that. The IRS got him in jail, and an STD killed him. Like, another mobster didn't kill him? Mm-mm. Puts things in perspective, or maybe man. maybe they did. We don't know. Well, well, it could have been. We don't know where yeah. that syphilis came from, right. but, you know, it could have been a lot of people. I'm That's sure it was... got to be a brutal way to go out. I'm sure it was some wild night. Well, I think back in the day, syphilis would make you go, like... Looney Tunes, yeah. It would affect your brain. Why did we close down Alcatraz? Like, I get it. It was a dump. Because it was, it was falling apart. All right. It seems... It, it's, I, was it deemed too cruel or something? I don't know. I, but, I mean, that, like, housed, like, the worst of the worst. Like, yeah. murderers and stuff. I, am I really supposed to feel bad that it's drafty? Like, I would like... <laughs> you know what I mean? I would like to tour Alcatraz one time. I've never been out there. I'd love to see it. My parents did, and they said it was... I mean, they said it was, like, decrepit. I mean, it was broken yeah. down and stuff, but again, that's what a jail is supposed to be. I mean, it still yeah. sucks that you have to work there. How did workers get there every day? By ferry? By boat. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I think, I, I think a lot of people lived on the island, too. No. Yeah, man. I'm I don't pretty, think there's anything on the island but the jail. I know, like, the warden lived on the island. I wouldn't want that. I, I got to get off there. Actually, I don't know that. I think that. That doesn't even sound remotely correct. Ah, we'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get our best men on it. All right, on this day in 1995. This, the evidence in this case, we believe, will show that O.J. Simpson is an innocent man wrongfully accused. The defense gave its opening statements in the O.J. Simpson trial in Los Angeles, and uh, you heard it right there. Mm. Still, we'll never forget that. Yeah. And if you, I'm telling you, you lived through it, you know what it was. I really think that gave birth to the 
24-hour news cycle. Oh, absolutely. Because there was just no end to the appetite for that trial. Well, they saw there was money in it. They saw there was money in pumping that stuff out nonstop. Yeah. In 2010... This car could be systematic. Hydromatic. Ultramatic. Why could be grease lightning? John Travolta... Flew a Boeing 707 to Haiti to drop off medical supplies to the country's earthquake victims. You remember there was a terrible earthquake in Haiti mm-hmm. back in. Anyway, uh, he had over $500,000 worth of surgical gloves, bandages, water, crutches, everything that they needed down there. He flew a 707 down there. And he is like a legit pilot. Yeah, he, he has like a, a runway in his backyard or yeah. some crazy thing. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I've, I've had a lot of wants and do's and stuff like that. I yeah. still... There's too much technology with it at all. Like, have you ever seen like a video of like a pilot like landing on one of those planes? Yeah. Uh-uh. Not for you, Wood. Just keep me in the back, close that door, and just tell me we're going <laughs> to hit the ground safely. Uh, and of course, if it's your birthday today, we would like to wish you a happy birthday as well. We, we- have no birthdays, huh? Oh, sorry. I just, I, did I skip over the birthday? Well, unless it was John Travolta's birthday. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I saw the time, and I knew we were running super late. All right, we'll go quick. Then. All right. Uh, having a birthday today. I keep on falling. Alicia Keys, it's her birthday today. And she's kind of fallen. Like, she doesn't do anything anymore, does she? Yeah, she's, she was acting there for a little bit, and then I don't know what happened to her now. My cousin went and saw her in a concert not that long ago, said it was phenomenal. She does have an amazing voice. Yeah, and she's one of those people who can sing live just like on the CD. 42. Uh, you're actually right on the nose with that really? one, my friend. Yeah, Alicia Keys is the ripe old age of 42 today. Now, this is a bit of a deep cut. And if you used to love wrestling back in the day, you'll know this right away. You can't sing like a honky-tonk man. (laughs) You can't dance like a honky-tonk man. In fact, you could be Intercontinental Champion for 10 years, but you would never compare... To the honky-tonk man. Mm. <laughs> the honky-tonk man. I honestly forgot all about him until I saw it was his birthday today. He was just a fat Elvis. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, all right. So Our then he Elvis. was just yeah. Elvis. <laughs> How many guitars did they buy? I don't know. And did you just buy in bulk? Well, those things, those couldn't have been real guitar. You would have killed somebody bashing it over their head like that. I mean, they were, they're made with like balsa, balsa wood. wood yeah. yeah, but still. They probably had a guitar-making department where one guy <laughs> just sat there and made fake guitars all day long. My God, what's this guy going to go on vacation? <laughs> well, how old is the honky-tonk I man? I couldn't even tell you. 75. No, he is the ripe old age of 70 today, though. Unless he walked in here wearing one of those one-link singlets. Yeah, well, a jump suit yeah and a guitar i wouldn't even know who he is yeah i wouldn't either but well he'd probably i bet he still does i wonder what he did after wrestling i wonder if he went on tour as the elvis impersonator dude he's still got to be wrestling somewhere just bashing guitars over people's heads just sad